So, great big good morning, everyone. Great to have you joining me this morning. I'm Senior Pastor Chuck Blair here at New Church Live, and it's wonderful whether you're joining us archived or live in our studio audience, or you're sitting at home in your living room. It's great to have you here today. And again, it's, it's fun just watching how church is, has, has grown and changed in so many ways. I already heard to, from some parishioners this morning who, who are on the West Coast who were looking at earlier services and wanted to chat a little bit. And I just want to invite you, like anytime you want to have a conversation, total game for that. So feel free to leave comments on our social media platforms or you can text me directly as always. So, folks, what we're, what we're going to start with today is, is we're, again, looking at this topic for the past few weeks of, of loneliness and, a, and how loneliness is connected with dreams and how not all our dreams come true and that can leave us feeling a little bit lonely. So I want to start with this basic point that we all dream. We all have dreams of, of various shapes and sizes and forms. And, and those dreams, a lot of the time, they're so super important to us that we hold them incredibly tenderly, and we don't actually share them with each other. And, and today we're going to look at some of those dreams, and we're going to look more specifically at, at how those dreams unfold in life, you know, and, and the idea that, that with dreams, and I think this is real important, that with dreams, they don't always come true, per se. And, and we live in American culture where it's like, oh, you can, if you can just get the right mental mindset, everything's going to work out exactly right. And I remember, this was probably about 10 years ago, you know, talking to somebody about New Church Live, and I was saying, oh, this part of it's just hard, like all jobs. You know, every job has its hard part. And I mentioned to them the hard part, and this person was aghast because, like, Chuck, if you let any negative thinking come in, nothing's going to work. I'm thinking, oh, well, then nothing will ever work because we all have those challenges with life. We all have those things that we hold and those things that we want and this, this dreaming and this yearning that's underneath it, this yearning for a world not yet born. And that seems to be a big way that God talks to us. Last night, I was very fortunate, you know, New Church Live, one of the real privileges we have as a church is is we do a lot of sort of sacraments. We do a lot of weddings. We do a whole bunch of baptisms. And we do memorial services, funerals as well. And, and that, that's a wonderful time. You know, those threshold parts of life, it's a wonderful time where people reconnect with their faith and reconnect with some of these bigger questions. And last night was a prime example. Yesterday, I was blessed and honored to, to be part of a wonderful wedding. This is actually the, uh, yeah, this was the, the menu for the restaurant, and I was taking notes on the back of it because we had this wonderful conversation. And, and with dreams, there's, there's some beautiful ways to get at dreams and to get at how dreams work and what people's dreams are. And again, to get at what's the longing underneath it. Man, a million questions to do that. And yesterday was just, it was a really fun conversation. I was seated at a table with, with two other couples. I imagine they're watching right now, so I want to give you a little hello. And we were talking about this question. What do you feel most called to remember? What do you, what do you feel like, yeah, I need to constantly remind myself of this. I, I find I forget this. I need to remember this. And one of the people there took, took down some notes as well, and these are the notes that he wrote. Beautiful. Taking time to remember to be happy. Getting so busy, so busy, especially for the young adults who are watching out there, so busy that we forget that we need to, we need to take time to actually be happy. Self-care. Just that simple bit of, you know, life so much from a Christian New Church perspective is this respiration. It's this breathing out in the world of service. It's this breathing in in the world of contemplation. Third one that they had down, remembering the why behind my choices. You know, life, we can quickly forget stuff, right? We can forget why exactly are we doing this? Like, what's the point? And we have to keep revisiting that, remembering what, remembering what that is all about. And, and this, was, this was the final one was really fun because here we are with this group having this very, very in-depth conversation. And uh, Val wrote, you know, genuine conversation, time with true friends. Those folks all point, I think, to dreams that we have in life. And we go into these, we go into life with these dreams, but inevitably down the road, the picture looks like this. The picture looks like, yeah, we have this dream and we have this longing, and it's, it's just not quite looking the way that I had thought it would look. 
And folks, I want to assure you, this is really important. We did a little kids talk this morning. That's 100% of life. Some people do get to I, maybe live the dream, but, but I think that's pretty rare. I think most of us have dreams, and those dreams are good, and those dreams, as we're going to be talking about today, point to actually something really important. But do those dreams get accomplished in exactly the way and the shape and the form that we want? Usually not. I mean, this couple yesterday, I was just reminding them, like, this is not the journey where you get married and then you have the perfect relationship. This is where you get married and you agree you're going to make a thousand mistakes together. And I feel that's where God can show up in a really cool way. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time here at New Church Live, we really do look to create community in this new online world. And part of that is we often put questions out there. And what we ask people to do is to take a look at the question and then either put an answer in the chat. We have a chat going on, on Facebook right now. Put an answer in the chat. Or you could also put an answer in your phone by texting me, 215-740-3662. You can text me, 215-740-3662. And this is the question, friends. What was the hardest dream you had to give up? And notice what I'm saying. What was the hardest dream you had to give up? It's not about giving up on your dream <laughs> or not having dreams. It's that there's certain dreams that we just we have to give up. We know that we've had to give up on and it changes form, we're going to look at how that change of form works. And we're going to leave it with a really inspiring way, I think, that God can have us hold it. So please take a look at that, and please remember, even in those times of challenging dreams, even in those times of deep challenges, that you can do this. Take a breath and push through in the moment. There ain't nobody else to do it for you when you know it. Sometimes it isn't time to grab the wheel, just let it flow. And if it isn't time to hold it, then it's time to let it go. I know it all seems tough, but you're not traveling alone. And if you use your inner guidance, then you'll always find your way back home. When it feels you gotta give it all you got just to keep from breaking. That's when you hear the voices saying, You can do this. You can do this. You can turn it all around You can do this, you can do this Standing here contemplating decisions that I made Trying to leave behind the times when the ride kept me enslaved And the side I was filled with rage But the pain was locked in a cage And the repetition kept making me wait for the end of days Sleeping deep away in a dream state Trying to reach the part that's only purpose was to, to create Well it seems there isn't anyone left that could relate And the fact that every subject's always up for debate Well it's time to take control of my life Grabbed by the reins And despite the constant threat of the rain Or dead and in pain I remain Standing strong with the universe at my side and a constant reminder that I was predestined to fly. Starting my purpose, I'm realizing my purpose and everything that I've been through is most certainly worth it. With the rise of every sun, there's another chance to renew it. The faint voice and the silence keeps saying that you could do this. Take a breath and push through in the moment. There ain't nobody else to do it for you when you know it. Sometimes it isn't time to grab the wheel, just let it flow. And if it isn't time to hold it, then it's time to let it go. I know it all seems tough, but you're not traveling alone. And if you use your inner guidance, then you'll always find your way back home. When you feel you gotta give it all you got just to keep from breaking that's when you hear the voices saying you can do this you can do this you can turn it all around you can do this you can do this 
Sometimes we all feel like giving up, but if you give in to the notion something's been planned bigger for us, and that's when you stick it to luck. Faith lives in the gut, and once you step into that purpose, there's nothing better to trust. The inner visions that cut through like incisions, a gentle hinted decision to inject some intention into your mission. Well, I'm convinced that that's the only voice to which I should listen. If I ever expect to make it through living in this dimension, slowly something is shifting, so I remain on the path as if enlightenment is just something simple that I could grasp. With the love I feel around me, it's possible that I'd last. Take a look into my future from the past. It's everything that has got me here that keeps getting me to the next. And the voice volume keeps coming up telling me I'm the best. Well, that voice is the only one that actually knows what the truth is. And that's why it's saying that you can do this. Take a breath and push through in the moment. There ain't nobody else to do it for you when you know it. Sometimes it isn't time to grab the wheel, just let it flow. And if it isn't time to hold it, then it's time to let it go. I know it all seems tough, but you're not traveling alone. And if you use your inner guidance, then you'll always find your way back home. When you feel you gotta give it all you got just to keep from breaking. That's when you hear the voices saying, You can do this. You can do this. You can turn it all around. You can do this. You can do this. Oh, oh, oh. you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. That is, that is beautiful stuff, and I will never rap for New Church Live. So great to have you folks again joining us. And, and, and we'll be coming back to that question towards the end of the service. You know, where again, and, and where have you felt that you've had to sort of give up on a dream? And, and just even looking, folks, like the answers I've gotten back there, just so incredibly poignant and beautiful, right? And a little heartbreaking and a little honest, and a little joyful as well, all these pieces, and that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about well, yeah, how, does, how does this work? Because life doesn't go according to plan, right? It goes according to life. And just because, as we say a lot, just because it's not perfect doesn't mean it's not beautiful. It is beautiful. And I realize we're, we're joining a lot of folks who are, who are just coming off of graduation. Graduation from high school, graduation even from college, graduation from all these things. And it's, it's, I love the idea, right? The speaker at a graduation delivers, ready for this? The commencement address. <laughs> I love that phrase. Not the conclusion address, the commencement address. That idea that life is this journey. And, and I want to talk about a particular part of the journey and a particular part about how it works. And, and again, hold this at a at a macro level. Christian New Church, how do we approach the Bible? We take it very seriously. We don't take it completely literally. We believe these stories are here to help teach us deeper spiritual things, that it's this wonderful poetic truth. And one of the real cornerstone stories in the Bible is this journey from Egypt to the Promised Land. Now I realize for some people they know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you are watching are like, what the heck is he saying? Well, let me give you a little background here, folks. So it's a beautiful story about a people. They actually eventually become uh, the land of Israel. Israel today is, all comes out of this story. So they were in the land of Egypt. They were enslaved there by their Egyptian taskmasters. Moses comes along, says, God has told me that it's time for you to find your freedom. It's time for you to move on. So they do, and they make this transition from Egypt. They get given this vision of the promised land. Now, the story we're looking at today is not this versus this. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about that. But it's this little space right here. This little space in between. So they've escaped. They've gotten this initial escape out of Egypt, and they're sort of hanging out. And there's this big question, now what? Now what do we do? And it hadn't gone according to plan. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they thought, well, we're going to go right from Egypt, right to the promised land, and skip, go. You ever do that? 
You ever make a change and you're just sure that it's just gonna be from this to this, with none of, of that little awkward piece in between? Do you know what the name of that awkward piece is? It's called liminal space. You can even say that with me, liminal space. That liminal space is that space right in between, and it's incredibly uncomfortable. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Because we're waiting, but there's an anxious part of the waiting. It's not just a peaceful part, sitting on a rock around the porch, sitting on the dock by the bay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that kind of waiting. It's just like we're just waiting. And it's a place where we're caught, this is real important, between two decisions. Where we're caught between two decisions. And, and, and again, you could look at these two decisions in many ways. There's no doubt many of you who are, start, are starting to filter that in your own questions. One I would just say is that there's, there's this, like, well, do we go back or do we go forward? And one of the challenging parts is it's really hard to go back. Maybe there are a few times in life where we can do that. Or we can sort of rewind the tape, go back. My experience is most of the time we can't. But it's still a question. Do we want to go back or not? Do we want to go forward or not? Liminal space is where we sit with that. And the answer, please listen carefully here, folks, the answer rarely comes instantaneously. That's been my experience. Maybe yours is a little different, but I have certainly found when I'm in that liminal space, there's a lot of waiting. And sometimes that waiting takes years. And it's just waiting. Now, now folks, like don't, and, and this is an aside, I'm going to like do a little aside here. Don't, don't look at that anxiety of waiting as a bad thing. Because that, that sort of that discomfort in it means you, start, you are starting to have a sense of this. You just know you're not there. So of course there's a little distress around it. A little anxiety, a little worry, a little concern. And that points to good places. Now, as, as we look at this, folks, we look at these two, these two parts, you know, and liminal space in between. And as we look at that, we have to remember, too, that as they're escaping from, they're traveling to, there's kind of these, these two energies that are at work. Two energies that are at work, that are, that are significant to talk about. And these two energies are sort of the two characters. And, and it's just, you know, it's just interesting. I don't know whether it will fit with your experience per se, but it's just interesting to notice. Now, one of the energies standing in a place are, are these people who've been enslaved and now they're free and they're, they're ready to go. And sort of they've come to this middle space, this liminal space, and all the energy that has propelled them has been running away energy. Running away, they just know, I just can't be there. And it's, it's just, folks, just imagine something in your life where you're, you're all like panicked or whatever and you race outside, now what? Running away energy is important sometimes. Keeps us safe sometimes. But it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So I think we always have to be careful of this. It's just, again, a little pastoral side. That running away energy, just, just beware if it just gets going too, too fast, too far. If you're ending up moving to a different location every six months in search of the perfect place to live, that's probably running away energy. Uh, I know sometimes, and I mean this very gently, sometimes, you know, there's people like, wow, we've tried a million churches and you're a million and one, and I know, I know as well, we're going to be a million and two. <laughs> because it's running away energy. It's energy that just keep, wants to keep on going. It sort of doesn't know how to settle and stop. And just wait in that liminal space. Just wait in that liminal space. And then there's another kind of energy, slightly different, and this is the, the Moses energy. And the Moses energy is the hero energy. You know, that, that I am the hero. 
And it was interesting, this week, we have a beautiful morning program, 8.30 a.m., called 10 Minutes of Morning Calm, and nice little conversation we were having online. And one of the people on there said, you know, yeah, anytime, I know I'm way off base, anytime I go into a conversation, and before even talking to the person, I know I am there and I am supposed to teach them a lesson. How many of you want to have a conversation with someone whose main agenda is to teach you a lesson? <laughs> You know, how well, does, how well does that work? Now, are there times, I mean, I'm a former teacher, are there times you want to teach somebody a lesson? Yes, but it's like, it's teaching as in, I want to share something with you. I want to share a lesson of life with you. I mean, we have to remember, with Superman, Superman wore his underwear on the outside of his pants. I mean, there's that Superman stuff, it, it, it doesn't work. Because, see, see, imagine Moses going into that liminal space, and he totally wants to solve everything. He doesn't want to wait. He wants to solve it right there, right then, quick solution. He should have been an American. But that's not what liminal space is either. It doesn't yield to quick decisions. It doesn't yield to expert slash superheroes. It's a place, folks, important here. It's a place where we wait together. And sometimes that's really important. I know from a number of the text messages I got, people talking about just sitting with big loss. Do you want an expert at that point? Do you want somebody who's just constantly running away from any feelings of grief? Or do you want people who can just sit with you? knowing that there's not necessarily easy decisions there. I think probably most of us want people who can sit with us there. That's why this sermon is called The Journey Together. So we have what's going on with, with those folks, and, and hopefully we can see parts of our lives in there as well. And then we take a look, folks, you know, with the, with the people, the runaway energy. Where does that go? And the runaway energy here, if you're following along at home, this is Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter 11. The rabble with these people began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and saying, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but manna. We never see anything but manna. Now, that's interesting, folks. And then, and then, of course, this complaint. I'm going to talk about this a little more in a minute here. And then Moses also has his complaint. Listen to this. Right after they start complaining, Moses says, Moses asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? Poor me. What have I done to displease you that you put this burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. Do not let my face see my own ruin. Folks, do you see the self-righteous drama there? Oh, my goodness. See, let's, let's, let's take a look at, at what this can mean, folks, and how, how this can work and, and what these people were thinking about. A liminal space is that space in between. And when we're in that liminal space, it's really easy to romanticize. And, and, and sometimes I think that romanticizing is really good. Like if we've lost somebody, of course you should remember all the good stuff. Of course. These people, and it's a slightly different context than, the, than loss and grief. These people were, were on a new journey, a, a new shift. And again, I wouldn't say this is the way grief goes. This is a different kind of thing. And what they're doing is that they're constantly saying, all right, so here's this box called Egypt. And what we remember of that box was this, that it was filled with food. It's filled with bread, filled with cheeses, filled with garlic and melons. It was filled with all this stuff. Folks, they were slaves. <laughs> they don't bring that up. They bring up the cost of food was really good. Well, of course, you're a slave. The food, for what it was, was free. And there was a huge cost. There was a huge cost. I want to say that a third time. There was a huge cost. 
it wasn't the bread that satisfies. As the Bible, it says, the Bible itself says, it was the bread of affliction. But there was this nostalgic draw back to it. Again, and here I'm not talking about grief for people who've lost someone. Here is a, is a different kind of thing where, where it's easy to sort of romanticize a past or a time in our lives. Thinking if I just went back to that, it would all be okay. It would all be okay. Hard place to sit. And for them, folks, I think this is the way that they saw the promised land. Empty box. That there was nothing actually in there, nothing actually for them, nothing that was going to help them, nothing that was going to help them grow. That it was just empty. It was just empty. Moses, the same thing. I think Moses, kind of that part, saw this promised land, the same thing. You know, it's just this empty box. There really isn't any future. There's nothing good going forward. And he had made it about him. He would made it about him. So what does God, you know, how does God kind of hold all this? How does he hold this? And, and most importantly, like, how does God show up in that liminal space to help us with those times when we're just waiting, where a dream has somehow been deferred, and we're just waiting. What does God do? God does this. God says, I'm not going to solve all your problems. What he says is he says, I'm going to give you a new vision. I'm going to give you a new vision and a new Spirit over all of that. So, and that, you know, that's, that's beautiful, right? Folks, I, I think that idea of like trying to, in this liminal space, trying to discover, and here I think it's true for those people dealing with grief as well as those dealing with big life changes, trying to feel that new spirit, that new spirit that's going to be okay no matter what. That new spirit that you're going to be able to carry with you, if you're a new college, new high school graduate, you're going to be able to carry that new spirit with you right at the University of Delaware. You're going to be able to carry that new spirit with you as you move into, maybe you're about to move into a new town. Maybe you're moving out to, I don't know, Dayton, Ohio. You'll be able to take that new spirit there as well. No matter what, you're going to be able to have that vision, have that spirit, and it's going to go with you wherever. That, I think, is a real gift of liminal space. We're placed in one place, and if we wait, if we wait, if we do nothing for a while, and just let that spirit sink in, I think we'll go deep enough that we'll find it. Now, here's the beautiful, the beautiful passage that God offers on that. The Lord said to Moses, bring me 70 of Israel's elders. So he brings sort of their leadership team who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting, that they may stand there with you. I will come down, again, this beautiful idea, God with us, we're going to get into that next week. I will come down and speak with you there. In other words, God's speaking to us in our lives, as our lives are. And I will take of the spirit that is on you and put it on all of them. They will help you carry the burden of the people so you will not carry it alone. This series is about loneliness, and it's about the idea that God wants to give us the spirit so we don't carry it alone. Folks, there's, there's, there's so much beauty in that. I mean, that's that idea, like God giving the spirit and us being able to share, journeying together, not carrying it alone. I mean, that's why this sweating thing, we had this incredible conversation, because that's God's will. God's will is that you don't carry it alone. And that's why even joining together in that waiting space, together, is really important. You may not be in that place right now, but I am sure that you have friends and family who are. Can you wait with them? Can you just sit in that place? Can you be cognizant of when the, super, when the superhero energy shows up for you and you want to solve it right there and then? 
Can you just say no? <laughs> can you as well be cognizant of when the running away energy shows up? And just say no to that as well. And just sit with them in a new spirit in that place. I can't promise that that'll make it better for them. But I can promise this. They'll know you were there. They will absolutely know that you were there. And if that's the model of how God shows up, I think maybe it's the model of how we can show up with each other as well. I love, folks, this, this concept of the new spirit, a new vision, a new spirit in this liminal space. And I love the way that the author, Susan Cain, who wrote a wonderful book called Bittersweet that I just finished. Wonderful, wonderful book. And she talks about this, and, and I'm going to give you sort of the Cliff Notes version, then we're going to look at the quote. It's interesting, you know, that these dreams, they, they are dreams of our life. They don't often go according to plan. But that doesn't mean there isn't a huge love underneath that. A huge, vibrant love. From a Christian New Church perspective, that love is what unifies our life. That love moves outward, and that idea of unifies is so important. And maybe that's even the definition of love, is that which unifies. That unity is trying to unify our lives, is trying to unite us with other people. That won't always go according to plan. But can we settle down into that deep love? Yeah, the dream might not look the certain way. But that doesn't mean the love's not there. This is how Susan Cain put it. The love you lost, or the love you wished for but never had, that love exists eternally. It shifts its shape, but it is always there. The task is to recognize it in its new form. The task is to recognize it in its new form. Liminal space, the settling down into that love, knowing that the dream is not going to look exactly the way we thought, but we can settle down into that love, and that love will take new forms. Of course there's something sad about that. Because many of our dreams are really good. And God's always holding that love. Always holding it with incredible tenderness and grace. And this is a beautiful prayer that I love. This is a prayer from Kate Baller. I just need a little shelter and a long breath, freed from what can't happen right now. Mm, beautiful. As the musicians come out for our second song, folks, I want you to really let that prayer land deeply on your souls. I imagine all of us are either in the place where we need this prayer or we know friends, family, loved ones who are in need of this prayer as well. I just need, we just need a little shelter, a long breath, freed, freed from what can't happen right now. Just hold on one second here. Because <laughs> I, I think, folks, with, with that, you know, there's something just about that idea of love in a new form. And how that love in a new form looks, how that love in a new form functions, and how we can live in that place, finding God, finding each other again, right there. Lifetime, one of toil and blood. Agnes was a virtue, and the road was full of mud. I came in from the wilderness, a 
creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. And if I pass this way again, you can rest assured. I'll always do my best for her, on that I give my word. In a world of steel, I death the men who are fighting to be warm. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Spoke between us, thus the little involved. Everything up to that point had been left unresolved. Try imagining a place where everything is safe and warm. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. I was burned out from exhaustion, buried in the hall. Poisoned in the bushes and blown out on the trail Honey like a crocodile and ravaged in the corn Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm Suddenly I turned around and she was standing there With silver bracelets on her wrist and flowers in her hair she walked up to me so gracefully and took my crown of thorns. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. signals crossed just to think it all began on an uneventful morn come in she said i'll give you shelter from the storm come in she said i'll give you shelter from the storm come in she said i'll give you shelter from the storm Good morning. Hello, everyone. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, it's been a while since I've been here in person, but my name's Angela Cooper. Um, I'm usually on the screen, um, but I work behind the scenes here at New Church Live. And I just wanted to come in person today. I'm doing a little intermission announcement. Um, for those of you who don't know, we operate on a fiscal year, which is ending at the end of this month. Um, so I just wanted to come in person and invite you all to consider making a donation. We're getting super close. We have about $50,000 left to go by the end of the month, which sounds like a lot, but even two weeks ago, we had over $100,000 to raise. So we are making huge progress to our goal. And you're probably thinking, why is she here during the middle of church? It takes a village to operate this church. And as Chuck mentioned last week, it's not free. So if you're watching this service at your home, or you're watching it a week from now, a month from now, it costs money to run all of the things that happen here at New Church Live. Um, if you haven't been to our new website, we just redesigned our website. It launched in December. It's, I'm gonna toot our own horn right now, it's pretty amazing. And it's a hub for everything that happens here at New Church Live. And we as a team are constantly working on how to improve everything and to make sure that no matter how you experience New Church Live, it's seamless for you. So you can stream it to your house, you can participate in everything that happens here, um, no matter where you live. So we just launched our new uh, Lunch with the Pastor, but we're doing a virtual one. It's the first Thursday of every month. Or if you happen to be in town, um, you can attend a lunch with the pastor and you can sign up for all of those on our website. Um, Chuck mentioned the 10 minutes of calm that happens every weekday morning. I don't know if you know that, but you can watch it from our website. No matter what platform you want to join us from, you can go to our website and there's a button right on the homepage that will take you there. It's at 8.30 every morning, but you can watch it anytime. 
So really, those are just a couple examples of the things that we're trying to do to make sure that it's as accessible as possible for all of you. So this is where you come in. We're hoping that by the end of this month, we can meet our goal so that we continue to do all the things that you guys all rely on. Um, and it's little incremental donations. You know, it's $50,000. As Chuck pointed out, that's 50 people, or uh, however many people that is. Yeah, 50 people giving $1,000. Or maybe it's 500 people giving 100. It really does add up and it makes us get to our goal. So I hope you'll consider making a donation. I really feel like we can achieve this goal by the end of the month. You can go to our website, which is just newchurchlive.tv and make a donation. Or if you wanna do it on your phone, you can text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase to 77977. Um, and you can make a donation. And we just really deeply appreciate all of the support. And I feel like we can do this. $50,000 is totally doable. So I hope you'll join me in making a donation today. So thanks everyone. Thank you, Angela. Yeah, folks, and, and you know, the team's worked really hard. Angela's done a great job on that, and we really are deeply appreciative of, of all the support. And, and you know, we've, we've grown as a congregation a lot. We are, we are bigger, and we're growing, and we're serving more people, and that's what we're trying to do, serve as many people as we can. So coming back to it, folks, I want to read to you some of these, some of these dreams because they're, they're, they're just beautiful, and they, they speak to the human condition. They speak to the human condition. And these are coming from all over the place, as far away as Cancun to Huntington Valley. Someone wrote, being healthy and strong enough through my 30s and giving up elements of what I hope to be as a husband, father, friend, and community member. Another person wrote, the dream I had to give up on was the dream of control, that I can control the outcome of every situation. I have very little control in this life, beautifully said. Another person said, hardest dream to give up on was my first marriage. Now I realized it opened the door to valuable learning and evolution and refocus and healing. This one brought a smile. Being able to get out of bed without stuff popping and cracking. Not giving birth, although a birth stepdaughter and two beautiful granddaughters fill me up. Another person, this one also brought a smile. I haven't given up yet. Amen to that, sister. Another person, I've had to give up the dream of having the picture-perfect family, a long-term partner, two kids, house, those things just haven't been in the cards for me. Another person wrote, spending the third part of my life with my beloved husband, that my children would be members of the same church that I am, that was a denial of their freedom. Giving up the chance to raise my son the dream of being married through my old age. Those folks are so incredibly important to come back to again and again. And just knowing that, that there are those dreams and there are those challenges, and they're just out there, like that's, that's life. And I think you could hear in every one of those a liminal space. This space where we're sitting and we're waiting and again, heaven some days can feel so far off. I mean, I think sometimes liminal space, we know it's just a short period of time. Sometimes we know it's much longer. And as we go through that, I think what we can remember, what we can take time to do is to breathe. Is to breathe. And to go that underneath that dream that may not have turned out the way we want it remains a love a deep love given by God. That love may have to find new forms because the forms that we held that we thought it was going to be just haven't, aren't in the cards, as someone said. But please hear this. It doesn't mean the love's not there. It doesn't mean the love's not there. And maybe that love can find new forms, can find ways to breathe, and I, I, I think with that liminal space, folks, you know, and this was something the sermon writing team said, and I want to conclude with it, is, is that liminal space, so many people are going through it, right? A lot of people are. And I think, too, we're living in a liminal space. You know, and again, that's a little bit of an aside, but, but I think there's something to that. I think in terms of a community, in terms of a culture, I think we're in a liminal space. I know we're definitely definitely in that. 
in terms of our line of work here as church bodies. You know, just even with church, there's a huge desire to go back to what was. And a lot of that, actually, I think a lot of that can have a good love underneath it. Because we haven't quite articulated what this new looks like. And maybe we're just in a liminal space, and that's not bad. It's not bad if it helps us to get really clear on the love, the love that we're going to need to move forward. The love that we're going to need to journey into the promised land. The love we're going to need that's going to give us direction. And that love, you know, that love doesn't go anywhere. It's God's. It's God's. So friends, just to close, just I, I, hope, I hope that resonates with you somehow today. Living in that liminal space, remembering to journey together, knowing that one of the greatest things you can do for someone in liminal space is not to run away and not to try to solve it, but to find that new spirit and that vision that just allows you to be with, just allows you to be with. May you have a week filled with that, friends. So we're going to close the service now. The way we're going to close it is I'm going to say a prayer, then we'll say the Lord's Prayer, followed by a blessing, and then we'll go into our last song. So please join me for a prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Thank you for the grace and the peace that you bring to our lives. Thank you for the grace of all those joining us from all over the country, from different places, even from islands, Thank you, Lord, that we got to gather here together today. Lord, help us to hold those places where we have dreams and those dreams have not somehow come true. Help us to hold that the truest part is that the love remains. A love that may have to find different forms for a period of time, but a love that we know moves us forward, moves us towards that promised land, that promised land, heaven that moves us towards heaven. Thank you for your amazing presence that fills us with hope and peace and joy. Help us to take one more step, Lord, in our journey, in our journey together. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace, and bring you home. Amen. As around the sun, the earth knows she's revolving. And the rose buzzed on the bloom in early May Just as hate knows love's the cure Can rest your mind assured That I'll be loving you always As now can reveal the mysteries of tomorrow But in passing we'll grow older every day Just as all that's born is new Do know what I say is true I'll be loving you always Until the rainbow burn the stars out of the sky Until the ocean covers every mountain high Until the dolphin flies and parrots live at sea Until the dream of life and life becomes a dream Did you know that your love asks for nothing? 
Her acceptance is the way we pay. Did you know that life is giving love a guarantee to last forever all the days? Just as time new to move on since the beginning and the seasons know exactly when to change. Just as kindness knows no shame, know through all your joy and pain and I'll be loving you always. The day I know I'm living for tomorrow Will make me a past that I mustn't fear I know deep in my mind the love of me I left behind and I'll be loving you always Till the day is light and night becomes the day Until the trees and seas just up and fly away until the day that eight times eight times eight is four Until the days that are the days that are no more We all know Sometimes life hates and troubles Can make you wish you were born in another time and space Or you can bet your lifetimes that in twice and double That God knew exactly where he wanted you to be placed So make sure when you say you're in it but not of it You're not helping to make this earth a place called hell Change your words in the truth and then change that truth into love and maybe our children's grandchildren's and their grandchildren will tell I'll be loving you <laughs> Thank you everybody